0: Welcome to a side dish of the Pizzeria and Enzo show with a six-minute cook time served with topics from the food service world like supply chain, procurement and purchasing, marketing and sales for products like coffee, beef and seafood served up by friends most likely to know the real deal. Let's start the timer. As always, I'm happy to be here with my good buddy Doug the Food Guy. Doug, what's shaking, man?
1: Good morning, Tom. It's good to see you on this Friday morning. From last week, any any new developments? Supply chain is definitely getting better. Still a little bit of slowdowns coming across the Mexican border, You know, just traditional issues like that. But speaking of supply chain, I ran into my good friend, Troy Barnes, who is the Chief Operating Officer of HBG Purchasing Solutions, a supply chain management company. Troy's joining us here today to talk a little bit about supply chain. Welcome, Troy. Hey, Doug and Tom, I'm delighted to be here with you today.
0: Well, we're glad guess you took so, time out of your day to be here. Yes, so. so you say, so Doug says you've got, you're in the supply chain business. Tell me what, what in the world, I'm in the food business too. And I know supply chain is part of the food business. Uh, what, tell me about the supply chain. What, what's going on in your world, maybe even from 30,000 feet?
2: Hey, that's a great, uh, great question, Tom. You know, it wasn't really until, um, you know, COVID hit a few years back that supply chain even became a conversational topic mm-hmm. uh, in the service space, unless you were talking about national chains. But now with all the challenges that we're facing, if you think about things used in the food service space, everything has to be transported and everything has to be packaged. So you know, those are two of the biggest opportunities we're dealing with right now with the cost of fuel and transporting products. And then of course, packaging. You know, when, uh, when COVID hit, and so many of our restaurant operators started to do to-go packaging. You know, the increase in packaging, uh, the demand just went up to a, a point that uh, manufacturers couldn't keep up with the demand, and of course, we saw price increases related to that, and then product shortages, and that's continued to today. So, you know, supply chain management's become um, more and more important, particularly for uh, the small chains, mom and pop operators who don't have the leverage of the larger national chains. So again, we've we've basically created a business out of this COVID uh, scenario um, to help local regional chains deal with all these challenges uh, where they didn't typically have anybody in that space like a national chain would.
0: Is is supply chain just food, or is it other other stuff like the stuff like uh, butter cups and things like that? Is it just in your world? Is it just food, or is is it expanded to other areas?
2: Yeah. um, So as far as my scope, uh, it's mostly on the food side. However, it's really anything that a restaurant operator would rely on to run their business. So, you know, that that could be, um, we talked about disposables a little bit, any of their particular Mm -hmm. products. And it could be furniture, for example. You know, a, a restaurant may be opening a new location and they may need furniture, but there's a delay because it's coming out of China and the ports are shut down. And so containers are hard to come by and it's taking eight to 12 weeks longer to get the furniture they need to get their
1: business up and running. All the little things like that that you're thinking about that really turn the operator sideways. You mentioned ports being shut coming out of China. I know a lot of the to-go stuff is produced in China. So if the customer has a logo cup that's produced, it's just taking longer for it to get uh, to the customer. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Yeah, Doug, that's a fact. A lot of the disposables come out of China, of course, and a lot of imports... Um, also, keep in mind that disposable, in large part, when you think of plastics, they're resin-based. And so now when you're looking at um, the cost of crude oil at over $100 a barrel, you know, those plastics are all going to be related to the cost of crude. And so we're seeing significant increase, not only as a result of the supply chain challenges, but also at the cost of crude. So certainly a double, a double hit there to the restaurant operator. And then, yes, the delay in the supply chain getting product across the water over to the U.S. and then getting it into distribution. One of the other things we talked about, Doug, or we can talk about with disposables operators, you talked about logoed cups, for example. Well, think about a disposables manufacturer who maybe was making 100 different products. Well, during COVID, they lost some of their labor. They could only run at certain time periods. So they were challenged. And what they did was they constricted the number of items they made. They stopped making 100 items and they started only making, let's say, 60 items. So 40 of those products they produced are no longer even available in distribution. Um, They're only going to make those items that are their highest volume items where they can turn that inventory and they've got enough labor to produce them. So that's really also helped to constrain the um, supply on the disposables market.
1: We've all lived in a world where we want what we want. And now we're having to say, what do we need? And what are our options? Yeah, that's, that's
2: a challenge. And you know, when we think about the labor issues at the restaurant level, you know, we all know that our restaurants are struggling to get labor, but we really don't think back to the manufacturers who are producing these products for our restaurants. They're, they're all fighting over the same labor pool. And so they're constrained from a labor standpoint, not having enough people to actually produce the products to get them to the restaurants. So that has obviously been a big issue. Um, labor rates, when you look at what the likes of Target and Amazon and other companies are now paying for minimum wages. And then you've got that poultry producer who's trying to get somebody into a, you know, a manufacturing or processing plant to do poultry, and they've got to pay wages that are comparable to what a Target's paying. It's very difficult for them to hire folks to do that job. And so, again, just just more from a constraint standpoint, how difficult it is right now in the industry we're in.
1: So what I'm hearing is operators are having less options and the cost of those options are going up for multiple reasons, whether it be labor, fuel, corn, all these commodity prices are going up, up, up and the options are going down. So as a supply chain manager, you obviously are challenged to go out and find a way to help each operator get what they need and still controlled their cost of goods.
2: Yeah, that's a great segue, Doug. And if I can back up just a minute, you know, when you think of the restaurant space and you know, if you were to go out and open a restaurant today and you Googled, you know, what employees do I need to open a restaurant? I dare say you'd find supply chain manager in that list of employees. And so that's one of the early challenges, I think for restaurant operators, if they start as a single unit, they may uh, grow to four or five, six locations. And really, the person that might be in charge of their purchasing or their procurement, their supply chain management, is someone who maybe started as a server or a busboy, and they learned the front of the house and the back of the house, and they grew to general manager. And now they've been put in charge of procurement. And I would say this is a lot like making your CFO your chef. Um, you have put someone in that position who really has no expertise in contract management, negotiating with manufacturers, negotiating with distributors. And the truth is uh, the legalese that's used in the business and they, they, they really don't know um, what they don't know. So the first thing I think that's a challenge for us is to help restaurant operators understand you know, how important supply chain management is to their business. And I think COVID has highlighted that and all these issues that we're dealing with. And then two, you know, how, how we literally pay for ourselves by negotiating these contracts for them on their behalf and then giving them the kind of leverage that a national chain might have. You, you wouldn't call a McDonald's and talk to the CEO about uh, their cost of goods. You'd talk to their purchasing department. Well, you know, the same can be said for a supply chain management company. We can do that sort of work for
1: regional chains. Wow, that's impressive, Troy some of the things that you never think about unless you're right in the midst of it. In your experience, uh, I know you said you focus really heavily on contracts and items. How many uh, contracts and items do you have at your fingertips that are available to you on a daily basis?
2: Uh, literally hundreds of thousands, Doug. Um, you know, we're dealing with hundreds of manufacturers and hundreds of thousands of items. So when you take that into consideration, um, you know, your typical distributor is going to stock eight to 12,000 SKUs. You know, in some, some cases they might have 15,000 items in stock. Um, so our number of contracts would far exceed that number. And then in addition to those, you know, we're always willing to work one-offs. If there's a unique product that a, a client uses, then we'll go out and work with that manufacturer or manufacturers to try to source a great deal on that one item.
1: I know our time is running short here, Uh, I give you the last words there, Tom, if there's anything you want to throw in. But I really appreciate you being on with us today, Troy. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Troy, again, thank you so very much for joining us today. And if you would be so kind, tell us how to get in touch with you or someone from your team if they would like to talk to you about help and their supply chain.
2: Hey, thanks, Doug. We'd absolutely welcome that. And I think the easiest way to do it would be through our website. Uh, There's a link on there that you can... um, Uh, Click on to contact our company, and we would certainly be delighted to get back to you. It's hbgsolutions.com, hbgsolutions.com. Thanks, Doug.
0: We'll see you guys next week for a six-minute cook time side dish.